flows like water burning With hope up inside feathered Books the colors of a bright elation stolen Inside of the We are, we are, we are, we're just children Hello, beloved audience. Hopefully, Hello. this Discord call is not interrupted by somebody trying to kill us. We'll see. Hopefully, it is it is spoopy season. Yeah. But welcome, is. ladies and gentlemen, to our first month of horror reviews or Yay. anything spooky. Yay! Yeah, indeed. Yay! I'm fucking half asleep. Anyway, Why are you half asleep? Because I... I don't fucking know. <laughs> what did you do all day on your day off? Nothing. I've actually literally done nothing today. Alright. But, we are talking about a classic horror movie. I guess at this point. Um, yeah, it's, it's a classic at this point. Came out in 1996, December 20th. We have Scream, which is directed by Wes Craven, coming off of the uh, New Nightmare. I never saw that movie, but New Nightmare is great. Hang I've on. heard it's good. Let me just check my notes here. But we've got a pretty all-star cast here. Um, we got David Arquette, who plays Dewey Riley. We have our lead, Nev Campbell, who plays the main protagonist, Sidney Prescott. Courtney Cox, who was big on Friends at the time. She plays Gail Weathers. Matthew Lillard plays Stu Macher. I forgot what he was in before this. Um, you got Rose <laughs> McGowan. I don't. I think that's how you say her name. I, I thought it was always McGowan. I, mix something. Um, McDonald's. Yeah, who plays uh, Tatum, <laughs> who is Sydney's best friend. Skeet Ulrich, who plays Billy Loomis, who is Sydney's boyfriend. Now, I'm gonna, I might say something a bit controversial here, but I got a good feeling about that Billy guy. He looks like a leading hero. You know, he's he's the boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? I get, I got a good vibe from him. Uh, Jamie Kennedy plays Randy, who will go on to be a bigger name after this. And then uh, you have um, Drew Barrymore. Until he completely blew his career. And then you have Drew... Yeah, exactly. You have Drew Barrymore, <laughs> who plays Casey Becker, who was all over the marketing, because so she's very clearly the main character. Well, she is, I think she is the biggest name in the film, especially at the time. Yeah, they market the hell out of her, so she's clearly the main character. I don't know. Would you say her or Courtney Cox? Because Friends was at like its peak at this point, wasn't it? It's because top billing was actually David Arquette. So, what did you do at the time? I don't. I'm just saying he was the highest paid actor in the movie. He was top billing. So, real? What? What? Because of his nine hundred two one zero appearance. I, I, dude, I don't know. <laughs> he was in some. He was in. He was in a lot of movies, actually. He was in a lot of movies. Yeah, I mean, 
Uh, so he was. He but was, I'm looking at the time period. He was in a lot of movies from 1992 to 1996 before he got cast. He was in a lot of things. Go figure. Well, he and he was in a lot of holy crap. He was in a lot of shows before that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was in like The Outsiders. He was in Parenthood. He was in. Oh, Fox. that's your. That's right. He was in that Outsider show. And he's he was in a lot of stuff. He was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. The show or the movie? The movie. Uh He played Benny. Oh my god, the last movie we reviewed had a guy named Benny in it too. Oh yeah, that's right. Wasn't Luke Perry the the romantic lead in Buffy the movie? Luke Curry was, actually. Thought so. It all it all ties back to 90210, isn't that right, Petey? Yeah, let us know when you inevitably call me later in the week. Anyway, <laughs> so this is um essentially I describe it as kind of like a celebration of the horror genre. Yeah, I, I'd say so. But it's also now I would argue one of the most consistently good horror movie franchises we have. Honestly, even its worst one is still watchable. I mean, generally speaking, I like, I really like four of the six of them. Yeah, but I, I, same, but none of the, even the, what you people consider bad ones are still relatively decent films. If you look at other series like Halloween, Halloween has the one original and then most of the other movies are garbage. Say, all of them are pretty much garbage. Uh, The original Halloween's a classic. Oh, original Halloween's great. But everything after that, aside from maybe the 2018 sequel. I uh, argue H2O is relatively decent. I haven't seen it in so long. Friday the 13th has never really been good. <laughs> yeah, but we, we all know Friday the 13th is schlock. Um, and, but, and, it, and, it, and it even knows what it is, so it doesn't hide the fact that they, it, they know it's exploitation. And Nightmare on Elm Street, the first one's great, two sucks. Three's great. Three is okay, and then everything else is basically crap. Except I like I like four a lot, actually, and I love New Nightmare. I enjoy Freddy vs. Jason. Freddy vs. Jason's a, a turn it's of fun. Kind of movie. It's fun. Or even sci-fi horror, like Alien. Alien 1 and 2 are great, and the series just kind of stopped. So I, or, I'd say Aliens is a lot better than Alien. I, yeah. Alien, I'm... All, not this is not a joke and controversial opinion. I, I think it, the first Alien's boring. Well, you're fucking wrong. It's it bores me. Well, you are a. It's not fucking, scary. It bores me. Well, you're wrong. Aliens is so much better. You're. I'm not going to disagree with that, but you're wrong. Fuck you. But but watch the director's cut of Aliens only. I've never actually seen the theatrical cut of that. They're both good, actually. Uh, what, what's the point of watching the theatrical cut if I if the better stuff is in the extended? Because yeah, you want to see how it was originally came out before you watch the director's cut. That's what I do. But, but the extended's the original vision. Yes, but I always want to see how it originally was released first before I watch the extended cut to see what they changed, what they didn't. Fair thing. enough. I really should what was cut and what wasn't. Yeah, I mean the Alien director's cut's so much better than the fucking theatrical cut. Maybe that maybe that's why I don't I'm not a, the biggest fan of the first one because I've seen, probably only seen the theatrical. Yeah, well, the, the director's cut is way more brutal. But 
let's talk about Scream. So Scream, I almost, well, I, I partly wanted to say it's a parody, but it's not. Um, what you said earlier, it's a celebration. It knows the f- cliches, but it, it embraces them. I actually, before, before I talk about the movie itself, I'm going to go with a quote I heard from a friend that I was talking to recently. Um, we were talking about Scream, and she told me that Scream scared the shit out of her. I can see why, and, especially and that opening scene. And here's why. Jason Voorhees, you know he's not fucking real. Freddy yeah. Krueger, you know he's not fucking real. Michael Myers, that dude ain't fucking real. Well, the first movie. Ghostface? That shit can happen. I OG original movie, Michael Myers, that shit can happen. Uh, two onward? No. No, two onward? No. Well, I'd argue after two onwards. I mean, what? he took slugs to the eyes and still lived, dude. He got blown up in, at the end of two and comes he's back he's in four? He's just back. Off. Like Ghostface was very grounded in reality, and that could actually happen. Yeah, like, someone could do that. But heading back, um, it takes this movie takes place in Woodsboro, California, which I don't well, well, I, I yeah, it's, it's definitely California. But I think we should also bring up our history with this film because it's relatively interesting. So, before I ever saw the movie. I actually wore a costume of Ghostface to a Halloween party in, like, sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Th- that one with the bloody mask and the heart as the pump. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, Ghostface was a very popular, still is a very popular Halloween costume. It really is. It's it's so simple, but it and works. It's kind of like the Toriyama standard. Less is more. Um... Yeah, though, Ghostface is actually a very effective costume, I'm not even going to lie, in every single movie. Well, they also even say in the film, this is just a local costume. You can get it at any dime store across the country. But we were, this is right after, I think, a little bit after we moved here. Yeah. Um, We were just pumping through the channels, and Scream 2 was on. And we are like, oh, okay. So, um, actually, though, going back, I actually did see Scream 1 first. I thought I saw Scream 2 first, and I thought you did too. When did you see Scream 1? I first saw Scream 1 when I was like five. When was that? Uh, in New York. And apparently, I vaguely, I don't remember this. I heard the story. I watched it when I was five, and I laughed my ass off. Who told you this story? Our uncle. What? When the hell was that? Because I don't remember. If I was five, you were like three. <laughs> I, I I think he might be mistaken. I don't think so. Cause I used to watch that shit and not even realize. Yeah, but you also got freaked out by Predator, and I was the one not freaked out. You got scared by Jaws, and I didn't. I never saw Jaws until 2012. No, at Uncle Jimmy's house, I think one of the boys was watching it, and you jumped at a scene, and I was like, cool, but that was all we saw of John. I don't recall that at at all. Could not remember that to save my life. But point Anyway. 
Scream 2, um, don't watch it first. Do no, not no. watch Scream 2 first. Because it will spoil Scream 1. So, don't do it. Right? And then I watched, we watched Scream 1 later. And even back then, I thought the first one was better. Oh, the first one is better. Two is still pretty decent. It's a decent sequel. It's yeah, it's it's not bad. But no. going back to the movie itself. So in Wordsboro, California, we see this girl. Her name's Casey Becker, and she is you know making popcorn. And she gets a phone call from Mojo Jojo. If you get the joke, you get the joke. If you don't, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know if you get the. Joke, I don't think they get the joke. Mojo Jojo is the same voice as the voice of Ghostface. I know. Anyway. And um, it's just, you know, he's just like, hey, uh, wrong number, sorry, bye. And it just seems like a prank call. You're not at the end of the world. But he keeps calling back. And she starts getting more and more agitated. So she's like, and she starts screaming at him. And he's like, listen, hang up again, I'm going to gut you like a fish. Yeah, shit gets real quick. Like, he starts just being brutal. And, um, he, um, you find out that, um, whoever's on the phone tied up her boyfriend to put him on the patio. Like, he's beat up, he's got tape, he's tied up to a chair. And dude starts playing hard movie trivia with her. And the first one he asks is, who's the serial, who was the killer in Halloween? And she's Michael Myers. Correct answer. So, nothing, nothing bad. Then he, he asks, who's the killer on Friday the 13th? She says, Jason. He was fucking with her. Because if you just say a general, you'd be correct. If you're about the first one, it's not Michael. It's not, for, it's not Jason Voorhees. It's his mother. So um, this dude slices this poor guy's stomach open and his intestines fall out. It's really fucked up. But this guy is, like, throwing chairs and stuff through the windows. She's trying to get away. Um, her, he eventually does stab her, but she gets away for a second. Her parents drive by, and she can't see her or hear her. And this guy, she pulls his mask off, but the camera cuts up. So you're immediately think to yourself, we gotta figure out who this killer is. Like that's that's where your mind goes. And she is just he is just stabbing the fuck out of this poor girl. Her parents get home and there's smoke everywhere because she was making popcorn and never got to make it. Yeah, it just kind of burned because it's that jiffy pop. And she picks up the phone the mother picks up the phone to go call the to call somebody, but she hears um hears uh, Casey like like, on the other side of the line, like, it's fucked up. Can we just stop for a minute and just talk about how effective this opening scene is? It's one of the most effective because it's very similar to um, what's that movie called? Psycho. I was gonna say when oh. Stranger Calls, but... Oh, know. okay. It's I, intense. It's really intense. Like, but, so, the, the part where you know it's like, you know she's doomed it, i think personally is when barrymore just starts crying as she's listening to this 
when yeah. he says to see what your insides look like or something. What do you want to see what your insides look like? It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. Like, whoever's on this phone is not fucking around. Well, well, I think we'll save that to the end where we think who, who does who. Let's just say. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll, we'll explain more about that later, but yeah. the mother, want, uh, the dad gives the mother the keys. He's like, hey, go over to the neighbor's house. I forgot their last names were. But I will, let's just go into the Kenzie's. Opens the door, and her daughter's hanging from a tree on a noose. Her insides are just She out. is gutted like a deer. He did say he was going to gut her like a fish. This is like a deer, man. Like, uh, uh, this ghost face. Like, holy has, crap. Has to be one of the most brutal serial killers in any movie. And I don't care which ghost face you're talking about, except maybe three. Ghost face is a savage. Like, fuck. Ghostface does not fuck around. No. Uh, like, if you think Michael Myers is bad or Jason Voorhees is bad, and they are, Ghostface. Honestly, Michael Myers ain't that bad. He just stabs. He doesn't. Ghostface, he goes to town. He displays. He like, displays for an audience. Ghostface is a fucked up person. So then we uh, cut to our actual main protagonist, Sidney Prescott, who um, is just kind of hanging out in her room. And um, her boyfriend, Billy Loomis, crawls into the window. And um, they start having this uh, playful little banter back and forth. You come to realize they haven't had sex yet. Yeah. I think they've been together for two years. Like, in this day and age, that just doesn't happen. But whatever. Different time in the night. It sometimes happens, but more often than not, no. So, uh, uh, Sydney's dad knocks on the door. And, um, tells Sydney he's going out of town. He's up some money for her. If anything happens, call me, blah, blah, blah. At least it's not this Sydney's dad from Scary Movie. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a video for another day. <laughs> It could have been the crack I smoked earlier, you know, who knows. <laughs> Jesus. It's like a drug dealer just run a, leaving his kid alone to go fight. Anyway, so um, they start making out, and um, she's like, look, you gotta go. And then it's like, would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? And it shows him this. <laughs> and um, so, goes home. And then um, you, um, it cuts, next day... You know, they're still in high school, right? So, there's newscasters everywhere. Oh, it's crazy. It's nuts. And uh, Sydney's like, what the fuck is going on? And you find, um, it starts getting around that this girl Casey was murdered. And, um... There's one reporter in particular there, Gail Weathers. We'll talk more about her later but she's a pain in the fucking ass but you love her for it though oh no if i was sydney i would have broke her fucking 
Like, but I'm talking about as it's honest. She's a character you just love to just like, oh my god, you're a pain in the ass. Also there. But you're likable. Also there is um, Tatum's big brother, Dewey. Special and, Officer Dewey. Dude, I love Dewey. I think Dewey. <laughs> Dewey's the man. So um, you also find out the principal of the school is the fun. So okay, I, I'm convinced it's a sequel to Happy. He, he did become a teacher in the last season. Oh my god, this is a sequel to Happy Days. I'm calling it out. Yes, for, we here from, from the shelf are, have started that theory. This is a sequel to Happy Days. That is Arthur Fonzarelli. God, that makes what happens to him even worse. Ah, uh, Yeah, boy. So um, the police start talking to students back and forth here. And um, you find out something happened to Sydney in the past. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, but was it the fact that she was on Party to Five? Yes. I mean, I'd be shell shocked too if I was on that show. Well, you actually find out. I'll just I'll get to it now. About a year before this, her mother was raped and murdered. And she and the person she thought did it, Cotton Weary, is now on death row. We'll get back to that. Uh, can I just say something? What's up? This is the casting of Sydney's mom is just very bad casting choice, in my opinion. I I don't hear me out. Okay, they, they throughout the films they describe her as this beautiful but also slutty person. Sydney's yeah. mom got around. Let's just say that. But in the photos, the lady just looks like a standard house mom. Those are the... You know what? I'm not going to go there. not going to say a word. I'm saying, like, maybe... <laughs> it just seems counterintuitive to me. Like, it doesn't look like she'd be, she'd be promiscuous. So also here we are introduced to um, Tatum's boyfriend, Stu Mocker, and their other friend, Randy, who's still a virgin. That's like all you know about his character. I love this scene because I love how they're just all posed for their GQ magazine photo shoot by this fountain. Or they are literally posing for the back of the DVD and VHS. Cover. And they're all teasing each other about, oh, you did it, oh, you did it, oh, you did it. Yeah, we'll get there later. So... Um, there, there's like a, a curfew now. Um, no, I think both. the curf is the curf. I think the curfew is implemented like after this. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Hang so, on. Wait a minute. No, keep going. Keep going. I, I got to think about it. I got to think of something real quick. So, um, Sydney was going to go to her friend Tatum's house because she didn't want to be alone. And as she's waiting for a phone call, she gets a phone call from Ghostface. And he starts fucking with her. And she's fucking with him because she's not taking him seriously. Yeah, she thinks it's Randy. Until she gets jumped by Ghostface. And this is where you find out Ghostface is kind of clumsy. Oh, um, he's the clumsiest killer. <laughs> He's always getting hit by doors and tripping over himself. <laughs> it's just... Dude, 
So I just realized something. What's up? Because we're we're at that same day. So the next day, that's when the second killing happened. So up until this point, there's only two killings, and up until the climax, there is literally only three killings. Oh, there's also the one that happened before this movie, but well, no. yeah. But I just realized that, and then they—I just realized that. Yeah, no, it's um, it's crazy because you don't think about it, but this movie puts you on edge. Oh, you're on edge, and I—they—I mean, granted, it's a good thing they put the curfew in, but I'm like, it's only been like two killings. Um, yeah, but so Sydney's jumped, and Dewey gets there right after Billy gets there. And Billy drops the cell phone. So she's like, motherfucker. It's the 90s, man. Everyone's got them. So she's suspicious. In his defense, that is a good defense. Everyone at this point starting to get cell phones. So he's arrested. And um, they have to hold him overnight. And um, they go to the police station. She gets questioned. And uh, Tatum is going to bring her back to their house because she does. She feels more safe. Not she feels more safe there. No big deal, right? She's all alone. Yeah. So there are a bunch of news people there, and um, Gail's there, and they start talking about the book because Gail wrote a book about what happened with Sydney's mom. The trial, pretty much, because Sydney accused Sabretooth of raping and killing her mom. And so um, I think Sydney says, I'm going to have a good look with your book. And Gail says, I'll send you a copy. And Sydney punches her in the face. Just <laughs> punches in the fucking face. Like, just knocks her down. Oh, man. She went all Russell Crowe on her. Sydney's going to be flying around the world. <laughs> oh! Don't you write a book about me, a vagina? <laughs> is he going to start singing and his boat's going to shoot himself? <laughs> yes! Oh, Tucker! <laughs> Tucker! <laughs> oh, God, so... <laughs> She's going to develop an Australian accent. They get a call. Oh, wait, is Russell Crowe from New Zealand or Australia? I don't know. <laughs> no, he's from New Zealand! So Sydney gets a call, and it's the killer, which basically kind of... Clears Billy? Because if Billy was in jail, it couldn't have been him, right? Well, yeah. Right? I'm telling you, he's a good guy. He's got a head on his shoulders. So, Sydney honestly starts questioning, did I, did I pick the right guy? Did I not? Did I frame the wrong... Did I accuse the wrong man? Blah, blah, blah. And she he talks, did. And she talks to Gail about it. And um, she's just her head is all over the place because, like, okay, if I if I accuse this guy, then there shouldn't be these killings, and this person shouldn't be after me. But this person is after me. What the fuck did I do? We're in party of five. So they're in school, <laughs> and she runs into Billy, who's out of jail. And I mean, uh, seriously, did she ever think the killer was just a big party of five fan? I, you know, I, I don't know. That thought might have crossed her mind, but I, I, I think she wants to remember that part of her life. <laughs> so uh, Billy does one of the dumbest things a boyfriend could do in this situation. She He compares 
his mom moving out of town to her mom being murdered. And those aren't the same thing? Not really. Not quite. So, um, also before that, these two kids wear the masks and are running around school like a bunch of idiots. And they both get expelled by the Fonz. That'll sort of come into play in a second. Um, Snaps. Um, it's a very weird scene. Sydney's in the bathroom. Oh my god. These two. This one cheerleader. Oh, fuck these two bitches. No, the one bitch is fine. No, yeah, the one's just. Oh my god. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, you are just. You're just terrible. I, I'm that cheerleader. I'm, I'll bet you anything it's a 9 11 conspiracy nut. <laughs> Very possible. I'm calling it now, and and a Trumper. I'm calling it now. Very possible. We are not political on this show, but we sure as love making fun of politics. So, something I missed is that uh, the calls are traced. No, we'll get back to that. So, we'll get back to that. that happens later. Yeah, that's that's not till a little later. So. The um, as Sydney's in the bathroom, she gets attacked by Ghostface in the school. So it's somebody that goes to that school. We're narrowing it down here. So it has to be a woman because they're in the female bathroom. Oh, that's how that works, right? Yes, we're in the ladies' bathroom. It has to be a woman. We'll get there. And then, not too long after that, uh, the principal uh, basically just says, "School's done. Fuck it. School's out." And then literally right after that, he's killed. Fuck! Like, right Why after that- Why didn't you just punch the jukebox? You wa- No exams, you bastard! Step in the deck! It's messed up. Uh, you don't How want to- How dare you give me a C in algebra? So after that, Stu, being Stu, throws a party. Like the And, um, you know, they start prepping, and, um, there's a scene in the movie store, or the, uh, video rental store, because, you know, back when Blockbuster was still a thing. And people are renting out horror movies like nobody's business. Yeah. And. Stu and, um. What's his fucking name? Randy. Start having conversations. Like, There's a simple formula. Everybody's a suspect. Freaks out for no reason. And they start. They start being like. Oh. Randy starts suspecting Billy, and the Billy's Billy's right behind him, and he's like, "Well, yeah, he's rightfully know. pissed. Like you're uh, accusing me. How do we know you're not the killer, huh? And you know, he's like, you know what? Fair. I'm probably if the, if this were a horror movie, I would be the prime suspect. Why would he be the prime suspect? It's a fucking horror movie nut. And obviously in love with Sydney, so... Okay, yeah, fair enough. Now, what would be your motive, Frankie? It's the Millennium. Motives are fleeting. Millennium. I like that. <laughs> it's actually really good. It's a really good scene. Um, so Gale and... Because they are literally just fucking with him. 
Gail so and hard. Dewey, Gail and Dewey have started flirting back and forth throughout the movie. And while Gail uh, Dewey was monitoring Sydney and Tatum, he go- talks to the police chief who tells him that the calls are traced to Neil's phone. Neil is Sydney's phone. Do you think Gail asked Dewey if he was the one stalking his her friend Phoebe, thinking yes. that she was her brother, her sister Ursula? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they had that. They had that conversation. Yeah, I think they've moved on from that. <laughs> they worked past it. So during this party, Stu asks Tatum to go get some beer because they were out. She goes in the garage. It's a horror movie. Guess who's in the garage? Santa. Yes. Um, it's Ghostface, of course. And she is not taking him seriously. Absolutely not. Until she realizes, oh shit, this is actually the killer. Oh fuck. And, um, to her credit, she is fighting him off pretty effectively. Yeah. Until she tries to call it, crawl out the dog door. Not a great plan. And... We'll review that movie eventually. <laughs> Ghostface is like, I got bet. an idea. He's just like, bet, colic. Like, no, he pulls a Dee from Dexter's lap. Ooh, does this what? one? <laughs> <laughs> he's just And he's just, he's just watching. This and... is the darkest Dexter's lab I've ever seen. And Ghostface is just watching. I'm sure he has a smile on his face under the mask. Oh, and absolutely, because you know when we find out who the killer is, they were so glad to get rid of her. And his skull, her skull gets flattened between the top of the house and the garage. Her spine gets flattened? What are you talking about? Her skull? You see her head get crushed. That spine is literally two! This poor girl. Oh my god. Damn. And she's actually one of my favorite characters in the film. And, yeah, she's dead as fuck. And Ghostface is just like, I'm gonna go back inside. And he just goes in and nobody notices. Yeah, done good, Ghostface. Yeah, done good. Suspiciously, not too long after that, Billy shows up. Billy, what are you doing here? So... Billy and uh, Sydney go upstairs. And they, um... Cue the 70s porn music! They, um... They, uh, consummate their relationship. Um... During that scene... Or, or while that's happening. They're obsessing about Jamie Lee Curtis's boobs. <laughs> they are. They intercut this sex scene with them talking about Jamie Lee Curtis being naked. It's a and little a bunch, weird. A bunch of these people leave the party because they get a phone call about the, the uh, principal. Well, by party. this point, half the party's already gone, and these people are drunk off their ass just fucking talking about how they want to bang Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, but they all did. Guys, have you seen Perfect? It's not worth it. God damn it, fuck that movie. <laughs> it's not worth it. 
But yeah, they leave and they because uh, they hear that the principal's body is being hung from a football post. Yeah, they, they're too chipper about this. Guys, I mean, I get it. The principal's a pain in the ass, but that's still a dead body. I'm in no rush to see that shit. And also, Gale and Dewey find Neil's car. Dun, dun, dun! Why? I'm calling it now. It's, it's Neil and Gale. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, that, 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 that's who it is. I'm calling it now. So, right after they're, um, they're putting their clothes back on, uh, Sydney asks him, who'd you call when you were in jail? Why would who that? And as they're talking, Billy's like, "What do I have to do to prove to you I'm not a killer?" And then Ghostface shows up and stabs him. Slash, 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 slash. He does a Zorro on him, and Sydney just fucking books it. And during this chase scene, Gale's um, cameraman is killed. Right, we never mentioned him before, but he wasn't that big of a character. Kenny, because they had a, they did put a camera in the in the house to monitor everything to make sure the killer wasn't there, and to um get ratings for a show. Because, Think you know, the killer was going to show up to that? Like, what made them assume this? Just because Sin- they're following Sydney? Bingo. Sydney was the uh, the primary. I mean, I guess, but in a real world setting, I don't think a killer would show up to a party. Well, maybe he would. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a psycho. I'm a monster, but I'm not a psycho. But during all of that, um, Sydney gets away. And um, Gail knocks herself unconscious because she drives her, or drives her van, with, which has Kenny's blood all over it and Kenny's fat body. She pulls and, a Kerrigan from from Casper. And Dewey is stabbed in the back. You don't see it. You just see him just stumble out. And as she has a gun, and she sees Stu and Randy, and she's like, you know what? Fuck you both. Okay, Fuck. why does Randy have a limp? I, I don't. We don't see him get attacked or run away or anything. He gets, he gets his head beaten in by Gale because she freak, freaks out on him. Yeah, but I, I don't. I think it's mainly just to do a red herring to think it's either him or Stu. Mm-hmm. So Billy is somehow alive after like 15 stab wounds. Well, he's got a nice Z embedded into his chest. And um, Randy gets back in the house. And he's like, Stu's gone mad, and Billy's like, we all go a little mad, so I said, fuck, it shoots the guy. So, uh... Billy I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think Billy's actually a good guy, Frankie. Here's the thing. Dude, I think Billy's the killer. Usually when horror movies make the killer that obvious, that's not who the killer is. You, you thought it was obvious that it was Billy? Billy... It's, they've been pointing at Billy since the beginning of the fucking movie. They've been pointing to him ever since the first scene. 
it's been just boom, it's Billy, it's got to be Billy. The movie makes you think that, but then you think there's no way it can be. Because, you know, right after Casey was killed, guess who's up at um, Sydney's house? Billy. Killer leaves, guess who's up at Sydney's house? Billy, who has a cell phone? Billy. Tatum gets crushed. Billy shows Billy up. Billy right shows up. They're, they're pointing the finger at Billy the whole time. But uh, Billy was in jail. How did he call? Stu walks in. Surprise, Sydney. I mean, seriously, did anyone see this coming when, they, when you first see this movie that there's two of them? No. That's the beauty of it. You don't see it coming. Now, but let's take a pause from the recap here. Who do you think killed who? Um, I think Billy killed Casey. Yeah, I, I don't think Stu would be that brutal, in all honesty. And I think... Because Stu is pretty much just along for the ride. And I think Stu probably killed Steve. No, Stu was at Tatum's house when this was oh, all so going Stu. down. Stu was on the phone. Stu was the guy on the phone. I don't think he was the guy on the phone, because, again, he was at Tatum's house. They were probably doing things. So Billy did all that by himself. Okay. I um, mean, he, 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 he has a cell phone, so he could easily be calling, put the phone down, kill Steve, then chase after Casey. I think it was Stu chasing Sydney in her house. You think, think it was... Stupid. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, because he's clearly wearing black pants, and Billy, when he shows up, does not have black pants. I think Billy killed the principal. Yeah, it's that was. I think, I think Stu chased her in the bathroom, and then Billy killed the principal because Stu tells invites him to the about the party. Um, Billy is definitely the one that killed Tatum. There, oh, there's no way that was Stu. Yeah. Had and you I know just, Billy had the biggest shitty grin on his face doing it. And I think Billy kill, or Stu killed... Killed? No, not killed. Um, What's his name? The cameraman. That had to be Stu. Yeah. Stu is also the one chasing Sydney during the final chase. Yeah, that was. So, I think Stu only really killed Kenny. That's why I'm saying I think Stu was mostly along for the ride. And now, there are theories the reason why Stu goes along with it is because he's in love with Bill. That's possible. Also, I do think Stu might be the one who stabbed um, Dewey. But I can't Ma Yeah, there's no confirmation because we don't... Yeah, because yeah, Billy's coming from upstairs, but I mean, it was in the house, so that one's more left up in the air. Yeah, exactly. It's it's possible for either one of them. So they give they um have Sydney cornered, and this might be the most intense scene in the entire screen. It's a fantastic scene. like the scripting is great, the acting like, is on point. Like it honestly, this is a perfect scene. Well, here's the thing: you can very easily tell just by their mannerisms. Billy's the one in control here. Oh, Billy's so in charge, yeah. yeah no, this whole thing was Billy's idea, and Stu's just kind of along for the ride. He, he is. No, he is, because he doesn't really have a motive here. Billy's whole motive is um, 
how about your slut mother was fucking my father? Now, I want to point something out. I don't know if you've noticed this, but as he's telling that story, they cut to Stu's face, and he just has a look like, what the oh. fuck? He yeah. had no idea about he that. He had I've, – I've noticed that the last few times I've watched this movie because – stopping for a second. This is the horror movie I have probably watched the most in my life. Would you say it's your favorite? Uh, in terms of the slasher genre, yeah, probably. It's it's up though in mind. I I think I had to say nightmares. I prefer. I prefer. I think between this and the original Halloween, uh, that's fair. But but yeah, Stu had no fucking idea about this, and I don't know if that was scripted or that was just Matthew Willard just improvising that. If it was good on you, Matt. But he, dude, Billy fucking owns her in this scene. He's like, parental no, they are they are both in control this entire scene. Parental abandonment caused serious deviant behavior. Certainly fucked you up, caused you to have sex with a psychopath, and it's like, oh fuck. Yeah, literally, like he was. He's like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna bang her, and I'm gonna fucking kill her. Then they also reveal. Not but why does he want to kill Sid? Why do they want to kill Sydney? Like, they killed her mom. Job's done. So, what does Sydney have to do with any of it? Um, Sydney, um, collateral damage. Like, but literally, they got away with it. Why keep going at this point? Because they're fucking crazy. Oh, duh, but I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, th- it was over. Cotton was getting the chair. They won. Um, you got no. a little too greedy. I'm the saying, sad, guys, like you fucked the, up. The sad part is they almost got away with it. Absolutely. Like, holy crap. <laughs> they absolutely. Okay, here's, here's where they fucked up here. When Gail comes back, shocker, Gail's not dead. They both go in that hallway after Billy kicks her and knocks her out. They turn their back on Sydney, and she just, like, books it. All right, but here's they, my shot. They had everything. They, they, they had, um, they cloned her dad's cellular data. They had everything was traced back to the father, so they had a perfect alibi. They were literally stabbing themselves to betray them. They, they were attacked. Like, they, like they had They had it. But and honestly, I think they're the closest ones. Well, maybe Scream Four, but Scream Two, Scream Three. Like I never doubted it. it was it was it. Yeah, I'll I'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, if Gail didn't show up, they had this. Like I caught had they just shut up and killed her, it it would have been over. But um, Gail's interference gives Cindy the edge she needs because she's able to drop a TV on Stu's head. Also, what I like about this, as the, the monologue goes, they it's Billy is literally starting to break as the the scene goes on. Yeah, no, she's he's losing his patience. And he's, he's losing his patience. He's losing control. Like literally, when they start stabbing each other, that they the that's when. The calm collectiveness of it is gone. Don't blame the movies. Canceling TV shows too. 
The Wayans Brothers was a good ass show. We didn't even get a final episode. Oh my god. <laughs> but um, Sydney eventually does kill Billy, and she's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. <laughs> I've had enough. I'm going home. I'm going back to Party of Five. Um, Fuck this. But Sydney's dad is rescued. He's untied. No, no, Dude. wait. You know what she says as soon as she shoots Billy in the head? Frankie, What's I'm What's gonna that? go make out with Denise Richards. Fuck this shit. Great idea. <laughs> I think that's just excellent. And I think that would be great for everyone. <laughs> but uh, Neil is rescued. Dewey is alive. Somehow they added that. That was a last minute thing they added. Oh yeah, because he was the original cut. He was dead, but reaction was like, "We like Dewey." Yeah, no, I I love Dewey. Dewey's great. That makes Scream Five way more painful. You you knew one of them had to go. But uh, then nail, nail. Wow, Gail, nail, nail, nail. Gail uh, starts the camera. Starts doing a report about it, and that's that. That is Scream. This, Damn, well, that movie. This movie still holds up. This has to have some of the best pacing I have ever seen in a slasher movie. And it Period. goes by. It's a quick watch too. And a thing about this movie, a lot of slasher movies like Friday the Thirteenth, later Nightmare on Elm Street movies, even Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Fucking Honey. All the characters are just there to die. But in this one, they feel like real characters. Well, I think that's just what... It's a, the it's the credit to Wes Craven. Oh, yeah. Because let's be honest, Nightmare on Elm Street, you care about those characters. They're actual characters. And I, I, I would also say that about a lot of the Nightmare films. I li- usually tend to like the... At least up until after four... I like all the human characters. All right, fair enough. Because they're actual, they have actual characteristics that are make them likable. They're not just, I mean, they are just meat puppets, but they have some character. But these are full fleshed out characters, and the actors sell it. Absolutely. Other thing about horror movies, a lot of the acting usually sucks. I, I I don't think, and I. I will say even about Jamie Kennedy, anyone else, just, I don't think this would have worked as well. No, no. Like, Nev Campbell, I cannot see anybody else leading this movie. No, I, I can't see anyone else, anyone else being these characters. No, absolutely not. Unless it was Tori Spelling or something. <laughs> or Luke Wilson. Oh, God. I also love that Wes Craven has a cameo as Freddy the janitor with Freddy Krueger's um, fedora and the sweater. <laughs> Sorry, but, Fred. Uh, Ghostface is. You know what would have been amazing though, What's if Wes quit after Winkler says, "Sorry, Fred." Winkler, uh, everyone just goes like, "A." That would have been amazing. <laughs> That's a missed opportunity. Like anyway, continue. Ghostface has established himself as a horror movie icon. 
Absolutely. And most people, when they think of Ghostface, they think of Scream 1, Ghostface. Yeah, they think of Billions, too. Because mm-hmm. Ghostface has been Jesus Christ. I can't even tell you how many people know. Yeah, he, Ghostface itself is not a character. It's just a disguise. Ghostface does the thing that... How do I word this? That the mask is more than the person? or, or Like, there's a phrase to it. I can't remember what it is. Well, I don't know. Yeah, there's a, there's a phrase to it where... Uh, like, Ghostface is essentially like a symbol. And his legacy outweighs whoever wears the costume. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a legacy. Whereas Jason Voorhees is always... Jason Voorhees. Michael Myers is always Michael Myers. Ghostface is always a different person. But... Yeah. You don't think... When you talk about Scream, you don't talk about, oh, look what Billy did, look what Stu did, look what... Because they're like, oh fuck, Ghostface. You know what I mean? Like, I think the only people that actually address them as the characters are the the diehard Scream fan. Mm-hmm. The general audience will just keep always refer to him as Ghostface. Yeah, because the 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 legacy of the mask outweighs the person behind the mask. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now my dog's having a meltdown for some reason. Your dog always has a meltdown. Yeah. Um, for the slasher genre, if you haven't seen this, I'm I'm baffled. A little bit. Like, what are you doing? If you haven't watched this movie, go watch it. For real. Like, what what are you doing? Uh, but that's just my. I opinion. would say this. It's this movie's never scared me. But it definitely made me feel uneasy. Like, I felt tense. Yeah, no, this this movie, um, it puts you on edge. Yeah, you're on edge, but I'm not scared. So to speak. Yeah, no, 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 it's, um, I don't know, this, I, this has scared some people. I know it has scared people. Oh, I, I, I believe it. Because you could put, like, you could put yourself in that scenario. And yeah, like, it, this is a scenario that could honestly, and I don't condone this. Like, I'm not telling people to do this, but this could happen. Yeah, it could. It's it's a messed up horror movie for sure. I'd argue it's the most realistic in that aspect. Then it's up there. It's certainly up there. Yeah. Oh, man. But, all right. Anthony. Yes. What movie are we going to talk about next time? We are going to discuss an 80s gem. And in keeping with the spooky and the horror and and the downright ghoulishness of this month, we are going to talk about the Joel Schumacher vampire classic Lost Boys. To be honest, I was not expecting that. All right, I gotta find it somewhere. It's on H- it's on HBO Max. All right, I've only seen this movie once, so this will be fun. Really? Yeah, I've only seen it one time. It's one of my favorites. But we will talk to you guys about that 
next time. Have a good one. Take care. Watch out for cell phones. <laughs>